To have passion in life is everything. What's your Everest? Oh, is it yeah. that 200 inch box? They just look so impressive when they're wide. Especially running away. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Eastman's Elevated. It's like a think tank for outdoor activity. Sounds exactly like my hunting. Just always thinking about it, always trying to evolve it and make it better. Here's your host, Brian Barney. Hey, what's happening, guys? Got a brand new podcast for you. So on today's episode, I have on Peter and Craig from Sig Sauer. Uh, these guys are great. Uh, they crack me up anytime I get together with them, and then they're absolutely go-getters. Uh, they, they hunt a bunch, and so they know what us Western hunters need and want for our optics. And so I was able to pick their brain a little bit on their optic systems and uh, what they're able to use and what they prefer, and then um, also get some stories out of these guys. So it made for a good podcast. Uh, we'll get right into it. I just want to thank Sig Sauer for their support of the podcast. So the new Zulu 6s image stabilizing binos that we talk about in this podcast are out. Uh, they're amazing. I just got my hands on them. I got my hands on a pair of 12 by 42s, uh, which are awesome, and also got my hands on a pair of 16 by 42s. So they put their high-end glass in these. Uh, they've actually... Uh, seems like they've improved the image stabilization a little bit in them as well with the gimbal system in there. And, um, man, they're just absolutely awesome. I can't wait to put these through the ringer and use these a bunch this season. So I'll be getting them out later this week to look for bears with them. And uh, I'm just so impressed. Uh, just can't wait to use these things. So I have those. I also think they build the best rangefinders on the market. So make sure to check out their Kilo 5K. Uh, that's the one I'm using. They also have a 3K. They have a bunch of different models, but the the 5K seems to have a real powerful laser that'll shoot through grass. I like the 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 priority mode or target priority mode, uh, best target. So that seems to give me the best ranges where I bow hunt and shooting through grass and things of that nature. So uh, they have a, a now a setting on it where you put in the actual speed of your bow to get the cut of uphill and downhill, which is amazing. And then they also um, they have a system for connecting to your phone and connecting to your rifle to know exactly where your hold is. It's called the BDX system. Uh, so you get that as well. And then check out all their optics. Uh, their Zulu 7s and Zulu 9s are going to be their standard binocular. Man, those things are awesome. I love their 15 by 56s on a tripod are just money. And then um, also the, the 10 by 42s, the 11 by 45s, just great binoculars. So uh, make sure to check out those. Check out their rifle scopes. And thanks again to Sig Sauer and uh, Peter and Craig for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate their support. I also want to thank Silencer Central. Uh, Silencer Central is something new to me. It's putting a silencer on your hunting rifle. Uh, so they'll help you with all the paperwork. They have an easy, streamlined process. I'm just getting my rifle set up now where I'm going to send it to them. Or actually, uh, uh, Brandon Mason's going to take it down for me and um, get it all set up with one of these silencers. So a silencer can help with the recoil of the rifle so it can make you more accurate. It's also going to quiet down that rifle a bit, um, which helps with uh, continuing to be able to hear elk bugles, like protecting our hearing. And then also the animals after you shoot, it's not such a loud noise. So, you know, the animals may stick around for like a second shot. 
So I think these things are amazing. Can't wait to get my hands on them and put them to use. I think the best fit for us hunters will be the banished backcountry. It's, um, yeah, it's just going to suppress that sound and, um, like I say, reduce recoil. And I think there's a bunch of benefits to it. It only weighs 7.8 ounces. So, um, yeah, I'm going to get this put on here in the next couple weeks, and I'll let you guys know how it goes. So make sure to check them out at Silencer Central. Again, they'll help with all the paperwork and the process and uh, get you all set up with the silencer. So thanks to those guys for their support as well. I also want to thank Black Ovis, so an internet retail shop. They have absolutely everything you need for your next hunt. Uh, I've been using their game bags and been super impressed by them. I really like those things. And so, uh, yeah, check out their game bags, good price point on those. They carry all the top name brands as well as their own name brand. And so uh, if you guys are in the market, go check them out, and you can save 10% too, which is amazing. Um, So uh, use the code ELEVATED10. That'll get you 10% off of your order. Also check out Camo Fire. Camo Fire is an app where they have 80 new hunting deals that come up every 24 hours. Uh, You can save a pile of money by picking up some discounted items here. So um, get a chance. Check it out in the App Store and uh, check it out at Camo Fire. With that over at Eastman's, um, we are getting ready for the launch of this podcast with Dan Picard and I. Um, Super excited about it. Uh, We're going to start off doing a couple a month, um, so every other week. Uh, We have a few recorded, so I'm going to release three or four or whatever um, for the launch of it. And so we'll be launching here in the next week or two. So just really in-depth bow hunting information where Dan and I can dive deep down on the subjects. It seems... You know, like every recording we do is different as it's topic based. So, um, super pumped for this. And so, be releasing that. You'll have to look on the feed. It'll be uh, Eastman's Bow Hunting Podcast, Life of a Bow Hunter. And uh, so, you'll be able to search it wherever you get podcasts. So, super excited about that. Um, check out our Mule Deer course. You can put in the promo code Brian MDC. That'll save you 10%. And, um, also check out Eastman's Tag Hub. Uh, you put in the promo code Brian, and that'll get you a free subscription to Mountain Tough Fitness for a year. Uh, we also have some good Beyond the Grids dropping. I just had a new episode drop that was an older high country mule deer hunt that was exclusive on TV. That now is uh, you can see it on our YouTube channel. And just search Eastman's Hunting TV, and you'll find it there. So uh, that's a good watch. Proud of how that came out, and. Um, Man, yeah, everything we've got going on over there at Eastman's, Eastman's Bow Hunting Journal, Eastman's Hunting Journal. So I've got a couple articles that came out there. And um, yeah, it was fun. Ran over to the office, caught up with those guys for a couple days, got some work done and uh, business done. So yeah, it was all good. So just getting home here, getting this podcast out to you guys, and then um, try to get on the construction site here. So with that, let's get into this podcast. Peter and Craig, which are absolutely hilarious and um, great Western hunters and super knowledgeable about optics. Uh, I'm your host, Brian Barney, Eastman's Elevated. Here we go. Pointed him. Okay, good. Well, um, yeah, I'm here with Peter and Craig from SIG. Um, Man, just great products, you guys. I'm so impressed. I've been using your products for the last few years. Um, uh, such a huge fan. Range finders, you guys are top of the market. That uh, new feature you guys came out with this year where you put the speed of your bow in for the cuts. Yeah, we and, think uh, of that. 
Oh, man, I love it. I was the first guy to use it on a hunt. I killed that yeah. buck with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. Uh, we've always dealt with this in archery where it's not an exact cut for everybody's bow. And, um, I mean, I'm a huge guy, but I'm only a 26 and a half inch draw length. So I've got that short draw (laughs) length. So my speed just isn't as much as somebody with a 30 inch draw length. And so the cut was always off by a yard or two. And when you're hunting high country mule deer, 40, 50 degree slope, that can make all the difference in the world. Uh, so you guys came out with that, with the speed and, uh, I checked everything before I went. And then my shot was a high degree of difficulty. It was down a 45 degree slope with that buck down and through there, uh, longer shot for me and sat on my shot, complete confidence in it, shot broke and hit them perfect down there, but all due to that rangefinder. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, awesome. So the biggest thing is like, I'm a rifle guy. Mm-hmm. The bows are completely foreign to me, but it's trying to describe to somebody like, all right, we have ballistics. You know, your muzzle velocity, or muzzle velocities, you got your bullet, your weight, your BCs, seasons, all that stuff. And then they're like, well, now you, now we have this bow thing, and I'm not a bow hunter. And the best way to slide is like layman terms of like, how would you describe this new app to people that's never run it before, you know? What do you what do you have to do? I mean, you had your your arrow weight, your muzzle, or your arrow speed, then what else do you incorporate yeah, just into just arrow it? speed. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, when you're telling people about it, layman terms, you're saying, all right, I just take my arrow does the spine or any of that stuff playing into it at all just arrow speed just arrow speed but but the beautiful thing it's not just that like that's just a feature of your guys's rangefinders why your guys's rangefinders are the best are the clear optics in there the powerful laser to be able to shoot through grass the priority mode or last target mode or first target mode uh, the same range off light and dark targets and us bow hunters everything's close mm-hmm. and so if it gets different readings off a lighter dark target or if it gives yeah. me a yard different here or there it messes with the whole dope of my bow yeah so to have a range finder that i can trust all the way through like that's why they're the best in the market that's just an added feature too yeah 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 i would i would definitely say um getting feedback from real life situations whether that's ourselves in the field or uh users like yourself brian or even just general uh beta testers but using those real life situations in the field and then uh being able to vet those out over over a period of time so what we might have had out on the market in 2015 16 was an awesome range finder but now we just keep dumping in more feature sets and they're just so feature and benefits saturated that you might not need it for everything like peter is saying like okay i'm more of a rifle hunter but we have archery mode that's mm-hmm. gonna fit the archery person like you're saying and now i have basically a ballistic for my bow and arrow setup mm-hmm. and it's just uh it's fun working at sig being that we're all like-minded like that but then be able to bring it back from the industry so i think that's uh, we're going to keep driving that mm-hmm. uh, from a standpoint of innovation and, and bringing the best available products to to the users. So we're That's excited. What I we're love. excited. The innovation, the evolution of it. You guys keep improving it. Even though you guys have a good product, it's constantly pushing the bar of what you guys can produce. And when you guys produce that type of gear, it makes us more efficient in the mountains. It gives me a better chance. And with more competition out there with um, hunting pressure. You know, these game animals get to be high pressure where they react different. And so, you know, I need every advantage I can get, yeah. you know, and so that gives me a huge advantage. Well, there's, there's something to be said about that, you know. The biggest thing is we tell people about this, all this technology now. The first thing to say is like, well, that's cheating. 
It's like, well, why are you out there? <laughs> I mean, it's not to cheat, but you want to make an ethical yeah. shot and stuff now versus like in the past, you know, back when I used to start shooting yeah. a while ago, it was like you hold brown over, you know, space over brown, you know? <laughs> Yeah, that can't be a better system. I was like, yeah, right? that's way more ethical. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, dude. That's uh, <laughs> that's the truth. Um, I mean, everybody has to draw their line in the sand yeah. of what's ethical, but it's not rangefinders. You no. know, it's no, not no. your optics. Like, I I want to have the best optics I can. And and two, you know, these animals are evolving to the pressure. They are mm. tough to kill with a bow and arrow, with a rifle. They're tough to find. They're tough to glass. So so you need the best stuff that um, the best stuff that you can have out there. Yeah. At least for modern day and age hunting. I mean, I'm not hunting with a rock no yeah yeah no no kidding and i think what it ends up doing brian is it gives you the hunter or the user whatever their application that the confidence that the equipment is right and that they are going to be able to have success which a lot of cases you know when you're having success you're having fun and it wants you to go back and repeat that and uh whether that's with a friend with your family member with yourself i know you do a lot of uh solo hunts yourself and you you know you got to have the right tools out in the field is going to give you those moments of those memories where you're just like, dang, this is this awesome. And this is, uh, you know, this equipment helped me get there. And uh, it's just cool to hear stories like you were talking about in, in uh, using archery mode in that one case, but just over the years and hearing you how you use our equipment and uh, just that success that comes with it. So mm-hmm. um, that confidence that, that well, that's good equipment builds. Thing, yeah. Confidence yeah. kills. You guys know that. You walk around and know your equipment's going to operate. You, yeah. You're um, you're a deadly man out there. Well, you yeah. Know? I think days are gone now where you're like, I'm unsure of where this bullet's going to go. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where this arrow's going to go. Yeah. yeah, yeah the the yeah. day and age of that is gone. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's, it's inexcusable now. Yeah. Well, I got a rifle all built, and I've got a six scope on it. Um, things just um, uh, drive and tax. But, like, how do you use the, the range finder with your app, with that scope? Uh, talk about that a little bit. So there's definitely plays that you can do with it that way. Um, as you know, so basically, I'm assuming most people know what this thing is. Our ballistic range finder, or any of our Kilo products is a ballistic range finder. So you put in your ballistics into it, which is generally right in the box. And it's going to tell you what you need to input into it. With the degree, the biggest degree you think you'll see is like muzzle velocity variations. Some guys have longer barrels, some guys have shorter barrels, different weather temperatures, all that stuff plays into it. Um, the biggest thing where this becomes a confidence builder is you get to learn your gun. It's like you shoot an arrow. How many times do you shoot an arrow during the day preseason? Thousands, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you shoot a thousand arrows a day or like no, every day you go out. in the preseason. Yeah. Yeah, but like yeah. you go out there and you become familiar with you. say so you shoot 10 arrows a night before you go to bed every day just so mm-hmm. you know what your bow is. Um, that's the same thing with rifle building and, or rifle hunting, I think. You need to go and learn your gun and know what's going on. And why, you know, having this ballistic platform that we have now allows you to become more confident in your gun. Like I know without a doubt that my bullet is going to hit where I'm aiming. Um, and using these range finders now, you got, you know, angle compensation and atmospherics are rated into it. So now when you range a target, you can look and at your animal and know without a doubt that, like, unless something massive comes up that I can't control and you know, you know, what your confidence levels are, you're going to make an ethical, clean shot nowadays on it. Mm-hmm. So you range your target. It gives you your firing solutions. You can do it two ways. You can dial your turrets, which is like dialing your, um, on your bow, just going from 20 yards, 40 yards, 50 yards, same thing on a scope. Or if you have that BDX system, it illuminates your hold inside the reticle and you put the dot in the spot. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, I have the BDX system. Yeah. So yeah, it lights up where you're supposed to aim, talks yeah. to the app and to the rangefinder, and tells me exactly yeah. where to hold. Right. Yeah, and it's and that's not like, here's your range. Wait for it to come through and jump. It's instantaneous. Is it? Which is yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's another thing with the rangefinders too. I like how quick the readings They're are. They're fast. Yeah. 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 With, with being a bow hunter, you can't just get one range. Uh, uh, it's a bit like OCD. I need four or five ranges real quick to know that that's the range. I don't know why that is, but uh, I think it's just. Well, animals don't stay one point. Like they're that's not true. a steel target, right? Yeah, that's true. They aren't going to be like, oh, I think it's going to be there the rest yeah. of the afternoon. You have branches and grass, yeah. and you just want to make sure you have a good range. There's nothing worse than executing a perfect shot and watching your arrow sail five yards over that deer because he didn't oh. have a good range. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I've had many a guide trips when I've watched arrows sail over an animal's back, and like, you had an hour to sit here and range every tree in this place, and you still shot. 50 yards over the top of the animal's like, what happened? Like, I forgot to range. <laughs> <laughs> the power of buck fever. Oh, yeah. it's, I mean, it's, it's real. It yeah. is real. It's not to say you don't get it. I mean, I this year shooting yeah. on a couple hunts, I could just sit there and I was in my binos and it was cold, but I knew I started shaking a little bit more because it was like, that's, that's a proper deer out front right now. Yeah, man, I, I feel you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I start um, I start shaking where I don't know if it's the cold or it's the animal that I'm going to get a play on. You yeah. Know, you finally find one. It's like, oh, I'm going to get a stock, and pretty soon I can't hold my binos steady. Oh, no. Yeah. That's uh, where the uh, image stabilization, uh, my favorite oh. product. I think the most revolutionary product in the last 10 years in the hunting industry is the image stabilizing binos. Those things are a game changer. I... I love I love the 16s. I've worn them around my neck, and I can do really good with them. But I really like the 10s because I get I yeah, that's that. it, right? I like the 10s. I just can see everything. But you see more animals with those just having a stable image, being mm-hmm. on a windy oh. ridge. You and and not only picking out animals further away, but also close in the timber, catching an ear or an antler. Uh, those things have played a huge role in my success. Once I found those, I, I have a hard time going back. And I love the standard glass. I love tripoding it up. There's nothing like a pair of 15s on a tripod, but those image stabilizations are a game changer. They, they knock your time down quite a bit, I think. You know, As far as just doing a quick scan of a hillside, you know, or yeah. in years past, you pull out an 8, a 10, a 15, a 12, whatever it is, and you, like, set up your tripod and cover, you know, sit there and kind of blanket mm-hmm. the hillside. I can pretty much do it now. Just pull out, sit down real quick, and pull out my 10s or 16s and just kind of work my mm-hmm. grid. With one hand with while one eating hand, a sandwich. eating a sandwich. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I mean, we, we've all been there where we got to put a bow on our back or a rifle in a sling or maybe something between our legs, and we're just, like, I still can't quite hold still enough, but with the image stabilized uh, system, it's just you're locked in there. Just like Peter was saying, just those quick, quick peaks. And then uh, obviously the ability just to sit down and glass over time without having to utilize a tripod. Mm-hmm. And uh, the fact that at the end of the day, you don't have any eye fatigue because you're just straining, trying to yeah. reduce because you're not re- you're not having those user induced little shakes and movements or wind blowing on you or uh, just tremendous. Um, it's amazing, man. It, and it, I, I heard whispers that there's going to be a pair of 20 power that are going to be coming out. Whispers were pretty accurate. We didn't want to have to edit this out later. No, say we're good. That we're going to talk about to, it. But um, I'm so pumped for them. I, yeah. I love the 16s, but those 20s are going to be amazing. They're going to take the place of a spotting scope, and 100%. they're so light in well, my that, past. That's just it. Yeah, I would say uh, with those, yeah, we we added a few features 
they've already are been just tremendously popular. We are not able to keep them in stock, and they've been out since uh, late 2020. And uh, just like you said, Brian, they've been the biggest hit for us since we launched our rangefinder line. And uh, so adding add a 12 power, adding a 20 power to the lineup, oh my gosh. fully you, waterproof. You guys are making my day. They'll be IPX7 fully waterproof, so they can be used in, um, you know, out in the water. Uh, we've had a lot of popularities with that. People HGX glass. Yeah, it's gonna we're have improving. Like, uh, we're ooh, stepping the glass the up glass. to HGX. So one of the complaints yeah. oh, has wow. been, oh, that that low light, the early in the morning, yeah. late at night, I'm losing it. And I've I've experienced it. Yeah. But the ability that your resolution and clarity is so crisp with the image stabilizing that you it's you pick just, out more it's animals. Just, it doesn't just going to even yeah. help even but, more. But the new glass in it, oh my god, am I so oh, when, when are these things going to launch? Uh, so we are going to have those probably available before the hunting season. We're going to we're shooting for around July. Oh so. wow! So uh, it, me and my buddies, we uh, like a lot of times. Maybe you guys do too. But it's who spots it gets the chance at it. Mm-hmm. You know, and once I started using those image stabilizing binos, I started to get a few more stocks. So pretty soon, all my buddies have image stabilizing <laughs> binos right with me. We just all see the benefit in it. You yeah, know? it's just amazing. Yeah, yeah. And then one other uh, feature that I wanted to talk about that's going to make them even better is our target mode. So currently, they basically come in scan mode. You know that you turn them on, and you can you can move it for about five minutes before it times out. But in target mode. Uh, you're able to lock on your target, so to speak, for an additional about 50%, up to 50% more stabilization. So mm-hmm. it's absolutely unbelievable. Um, if you guys are here at the Western Hunt Expo, come by our booth. It's 1135. Even I don't know if you even played with those ones yet, Brian, but I haven't. they I are to. mind-blowing. Okay. I mean, the other normally you're like looking at me like, what the heck? This, these things are awesome. Well, if you've experienced those for a season or two now, and then you get our new models that are coming out oh in your God. hands, it's it's crazy. Yeah, so target mode essentially is, we generally you're going to run the first setting, which are the default setting, which is just kind of that image-stabilized scan mode. It allows you to blanket the area and cover your, you know, your area. Um, and then when you do find your the animal or whatever you're looking for, target animal, whatever it is, then you can go back and forth twice or once on the uh, on and off switch within what, two seconds, seconds, something like that. And then it'll all of a sudden bump up your power to 50% more stabilization in there. And then allow you to like full on like be glued onto it. What? Yeah. 50% more stabilization. So it really freezes on yes. the target. Yeah. It's, it's uh, more than what you already have. That's why it's this. It oh, is. Oh, man. Yeah. It's uh, super cool. You know, the funny thing about that product is when we came out with it, what? Three years ago, yeah, I remember like this is pretty game changing. Like in a boat, in a car, moving around. When you're hiking up trail, you pick up and kind of glass a hillside as you're walking. I mean, on a horse, <laughs> on a horse, <laughs> on a horse. that's the biggest on thing. Like this should yeah. be on every yeah. Western hunter's platform. Maybe it's horseback, ribbon, or it's whatnot. But now you know we were like, oh. and nobody really knew. Even the show, like, oh my god, what are these things? Like image stabilized venoms. I mean, we had them for three years. Where were you at? <laughs> and then it comes back to the fact, like, we never really launched this thing because right, right before COVID hit, all that stuff started coming out. And, you know, it was where it was. We weren't getting to meet the, you know, hit the shows like we used to and stuff like that. And now it's, it's, you st- it's still like, uh, it's still kind of that off act when people pick it up for the first time in the show. Like, what is this? Because mm-hmm. there's only, like, maybe another company out there. And they haven't improved yeah. their, 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 uh, their product in years. So now it's. It's just easy. Yeah. And, and I, the price point. It makes yeah, it and I would like, add, too, I mean, whether you're 
you're aging, but you're still in the field. I mean, that's a benefit to those users. And then uh, I've experienced this several times, and I've given my kids an option. Do you want to you know, use our Zulu 9s, or you want the image stabilized? And they're like, give me the image stabilized because they make my life so much easier. I can actually find the animal. Mm-hmm. So uh, inexperienced classers, uh, experienced classers, youth, uh, in an aging demographic yes. users. I mean, it's across the whole gamut of outdoors people, just a winner. Mm-hmm. But it can be used for everything. Like people take, you know, binos to a football game, you know, in the crowd getting bounced around, you put your, those binos, like, you know, yeah. a pair of tens out there. And it's just like you're in the game. I can't believe how well they've held up too. Yep. I mean, I am so hard on gear and I've had them for a couple seasons, but hundreds of days out there bouncing around in my truck and everything else. Those things are hardy. I yeah. had a, yeah. a, a prototype that I had, and I had them just about till. I think they finally, I finally destroyed them about this summer in August, I think. But I mean, it was, I was like, it's kind I'm of sad to see them yeah. go. I was like, yeah. this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they're so lightweight, they're yeah. easy to hold up. And like the 16s, uh, now all of a sudden it's changed the game for me. So I don't have to have seven pounds with a tripod and a scope. I can have those 16s in my pack. And definitely for anything elk, I won't even take a scope anymore because I can see everything with those it, 16s. Yeah. And with the 16s, I'd say with deer. 90% of the time, I can see exactly what I need to see. You know, and that 10% is only when they're far enough away and I don't quite have the power to tell exactly what they are. And like, it's past that 1,000-yard mark now. Oh, way past mm-hmm. the 1,000-yard right? mark. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which yeah. makes it nice. Yeah, so those 16s, they take the place of a scope. They save me six pounds in my pack. I can cover a lot more terrain. Well, it gives you more days in your back, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they're game-changer, man. I can't wait to see the new ones. i got to go by the booth after we finish yeah. up, look through the new ones. Yeah, yeah and the target. Sure mode is crazy so you see an animal and then you can freeze it on that animal uh 50 more stabilization is crazy yeah. because i noticed uh another huge advantage or benefit from them is i can field judge better i'll be looking mm-hmm. with somebody with the same power of binoculars and they can't tell what it is and i'm like oh he's a four he's got back you know uh, yeah. good back forks or he's got weak fronts or something he's like how can you see that? I'm yeah. like, oh, here, take a look, you know, and pretty soon he's got to go buy a set of those things, you know, but you can field judge so much better. I know it's, uh, that optic is really done well in like down Texas and those places are like, look at those finite points of like the white tails and stuff like that. Look at our drop times and like, oh, this is this such and such deer and you know, and blah, blah, blah. But these guys, they're like, I would, I wouldn't change anything else at like 200 yards. it's a pair of 16s. I can see every minute thing on yeah. that animal mm-hmm. and know what's going on and know if you know, that's something we want to do or not. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. Um, what, what great innovation. Yeah, what that, that forward thinking for SIG to come out with something that nobody in the industry or very few, like you say, one other company that hasn't improved, but to be the only company that has them out there is wild. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, we've kind of done that with some other products, too. It's just it just like we said earlier, it just it keeps growing and growing mm-hmm. and we come out with a new iteration. And so we know uh, we need to stay, uh, you know, in front of some of our competition and, and also still providing those tools. So mm-hmm. us being users out in the field, we always get these, you know, it's a clear whiteboard for us to say, oh, I had this happen or I wish we had this. So that's what uh, we keep driving all that innovation because, okay, if we're truly in an electronics uh, optic company what can we do with electronics that you know that hasn't been done before but it's available mm-hmm. because uh mm-hmm. it's it's out in the it's out in the wild mm. um, thinking outside the box yeah because all the 100%. cameras have all the image stabilization so the technology is yeah. yeah, there we're, yeah we're it's essentially we're using camera yeah 
uh, tried and true technology. So oh, yeah. wild. It's pretty yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. It's a fun it's fun to watch this company grow. I mean, we both started at SIG on the optic side and what year was that? 17? Oh, 2015. 15, 16, yeah, is when we came on. And just, you know, when we started up, it was that Kilo 2000 mm -hmm. rangefinder, which then was game-changing. And I had that bino. I was running sheep hunts down in, in uh, Sonora. Yeah. yeah, you were a beta tester. Yeah, right? I was a beta tester for a bunch of scopes and rangefinders. And back then, it was just like a, a rangefinder you, you'd hit, and then you'd probably hear the thing hum for five seconds, <laughs> and then get a spit out of reading and. That thing, I remember sitting in the you know on the desert floor and just ranged targets and just seeing, just watching the numbers just buzz by on my display. Like, oh my god, this thing's fast. Yeah. Oh, the scan mode. When yeah, you can mode, hold it down. Hyper scan mode. Yeah, yeah. you're not yeah, getting four readings per four second. Four readings a second. Yeah, that really helps too when you're uh, for a bow hunter range yeah. finding things is oh, to have that scan mode yeah. to hold it down in there and just make sure that's the right range. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great feature. That's I think that's still thing one of those things on our range finders is people are still used to that press release and then get a readout versus this is just it's press and hold the button down paint your target find that happy spot now like and, and and it allows you to like full on like i know i'm ranging my target right now i know that that's not it that's 10 15 yards behind it that's mm -hmm. in front of it and it kind of allows you to know what it is then get your firing solutions mm -hmm. instantaneously mm -hmm. you know but i don't know if you do any i mean i come from competition and shooting background but um you used to have a Kestrel. So you'd take your range, you'd range find your, your item, then it'd go to your, your Kestrel, you bump up to where, okay, I just ranged 200 or 225 yards, and my next target's 650. You'd have to run through and manually bump up in five or 10 yard increments on your Kestrel to figure out what your firing solutions were. And that's all gone. I mean, it's, it's Kestrels are awesome, but they're, yeah. compared to what we have now, it's way kinda, in the past. Yeah, it's, it's has been stuff now. Huh. Well, you guys, um, so I like the handheld for me, and Dan's a diehard bow hunter, and he likes the rangefinding binos mm -hmm. for him. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys like? I mean, they're both great products. Is it a personal preference, or what would you say uh, uh, the benefits are? I think it's probably dependent on what you value in the field. So I'm going to value the ability to glass versus needing to rangefind, because you're going to glass more than actually range of target in in my experiences so mm -hmm. i'm going to use this, the zulu six image stabilized binos if i'm not not running something off a tripod and then i'm just going to run a handheld uh 8k abs is what i used this last year yeah um so i don't take our uh kilo 10ks or even our 6k range finding binos because i'm going to want the premium glass or in this case with the zulu sixes the image stabilizing actually because of the resolution and uh, <clears throat> I don't have to, I don't have to worry about the quality of glass in those, even though we are going to HDX. So I want quality glass. I'm not, I don't, don't have any problem reaching down and grabbing a handheld rangefinder when I need it. Me neither. So. That's what I run. I used to be same way. I used, well, I used to have the Zulu sixes on my front pouch cause I carry two binocs on my, fr on my chest rig. Yeah. Do I, you? Carry, I do. Oh, that's <laughs> cool. But I'm to the point now with that, Zulu 6 out there. I mean, I always had a pair of Zulu 6s, just the 10s on my chest, and then I had a, my 10Ks underneath me. Um, and then I also have a pair of 15s in my back as well. And this year is the first year, like, I don't, I mean, I don't need it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I use my 10s to kind of canvas my area and figure out what I'm looking at. If I do find something, I'll, 
you know, sit down. I'm not going to rush over to it. I'll sit down. Then like, all right, let's this warrants a further look, and then mm -hmm. I'll pull out my 15s and go, and then hit it with my rangefinder. But I do a lot of, like, I, I doing a lot of coos deer hunting in Mexico, and having that weight and stuff like that in your chest, like having you know two binos on my chest and a 15 in the back, and then in some cases a a spotter behind you as well. Mm -hmm. Do you yeah, use the Zulu six fifteens or do you use the fifteen standards? Fifteen standards. Yeah, Zulu that's nines. really good glass in there. Oh, it's I love tripoding yeah. those up. Yeah. yeah, that's a game changer. Those those um those equal so many more stocks and plays. You talk about hunting coos deer, which I mm -hmm. fell in love with too, and I mm -hmm. love hunting muleys, but to be able to glass with those fifteens and pick that country apart on a tripod is yeah. amazing. Yeah, no, that's a good system you you're running. It's, it works out well and I'm like I used to run a spotter everywhere I went, and I just get so much eye fatigue. I do, too. Yeah. To keep now. both eyes open yeah. in yeah, the binos to keep track of an animal yeah. is way better. So that's why yeah. I like the 15s, too. And especially yeah. if I'm hunting with a buddy, mm -hmm. he can bring a scope, and I'll bring those 15s, and then the 15s will get us more opportunities. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It allows you just – it just makes so much more – just makes so much easier. I mean, when I first started guiding in Mexico, it was like I had a – uh, as our old Oscar six or Oscar sevens, Oscar seven, and I just get I get done the end of the day, my eyes would just be fried, mm -hmm. and there's nothing I could do. And I'd, one eye would be good, and then I come out of the scope, and one eye I could see clear, and the other one was so damn blurry that you'd have to rub in your eyes and put eye drops in. And finally, I just went to run just a straight fifteen, and I'll pull the spotter out or instant in the back of the truck or something like that, and I'll pull it out and look, and like, yep, that's what we want to do, that's our mission, then leave it. Yeah. And go hunt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've uh, done a couple hunts now, the last two seasons, and, you know, talking with the guys. Hey, who's going to have a spotter? Yeah, we'll have a spotter. Okay, no worries. So at least have a spotter if you really need to get that distance. But then after that, it was just like you run in those image stabilized in wind. Just cutting the wind completely out was sold me uh, when I was in South Dakota two years ago. And I, I actually probably retired my Zulu 9s. And unless I'm going to hunt off a tripod, I mean, I'm running those Zulu 6 image stabilized, the 16 by 42s, like almost 100% of the time. And before that, for five, six hunting seasons, it was my Zulu 9s, 11 by 45s, and 15 by 56 when we finally came out with them. And it was just like I almost felt like I was cheating on them when I said kept them in the truck this whole – I mean, brought them to camp, but – I was like, I didn't know. even. I didn't even. Take, I brought him as a backup because I didn't need him, and it was just like. I'm glad I'm not the only one. I feel like I'm cheating on mine too. It's uh, like they're such good glass and I they're know. so effective, but they're kind of my truck rig because the 16 by 45s are so light in my backpack. You know that it's uh, and it's like I can see everything I need to see with them. So yeah, it's tough. I feel like I'm cheating on my 15s too, and I try to use. It's so nice to have this good glass, but um, yeah, those um, those 16s are a game changer for sure. Yeah. They are, but still, if you're gonna sit in the hillside, like you've already, I know, run your morning hunt out. You're yeah. gonna park on the hillside, eat lunch. I still like sitting a pair of, on a tripod and just bumping stuff glass. with my nose and just dissecting a hillside yeah. there's such good glass yeah. i know that's why i go back and forth yeah I, uh, you know, i'll never i'll never get rid of them because no. i always have a tripod yeah you never know when you're going to need it it's always good I, I don't blame you the and the 15s are just such good crisp low light glass yeah. they just see animals so well and mm -hmm. when they're stable uh you know they're almost better than the image stabilizer yeah. because of the well you can cut through shadows you can send yeah. like that yeah. second degree of like contour yeah. and, and and uh 
stuff like that in shadows. I, I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, the, those Zulu nines have long been comparable to uh, European style manufacturing oh, brands. We, we hear it all the time, 100%. and it's very affordable. Yep. Uh, you're not you're not into it, you know. High double, end double glass price. for a mid range price, yeah. man. That's yeah. what I mean. You can set that as next to anything out there, oh, whatever it is. I have. Yeah. And you can't tell one way or the other what no. it what it is. It's beautiful glass. Yeah. And yeah. You, you, and you know, I start getting worried too. Like, um, age is coming for us all, and like they tell me in my forties that I'm going to start to lose that that close vision. And I've always had good vision, so I'm like the worst candidate for it. That I'll freak out yeah. once I start to lose it. So I mean, I'm on supplements, but I do think looking through that scope or that eye fatigue is so bad for your eyes. Yeah. You know, oh, so. It is. Like looking through good glass or having both eyes open in a binocular is so much better for your eyes than staring through yeah. a scope. It yeah. doesn't stress them out so bad. Like I no. just hit 48 this year, and How like I eyes? can't see. I've definitely noticed the last six months of like, Ooh. like my kids shove stuff in my face and like, oh yeah, good job. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's you know, that's where it comes like to have just a one piece, you know. Uh, monocular or something like that it's just, it does hurt yeah. and it takes you it's not like you can squint and close your eyes hard and open up and everything matches and jives again it's like they're weird for a while you gotta rub you gotta put eye drops in stuff like that yeah. I do uh, I heard they've got some new eye drops that help you focus that last for 12 hours that uh, you put them in and then like they're you're the perfect candidate when you're like in your 40s just starting to lose it and then you can still see close and see far for 12 hours with these eye drops really yeah yeah I heard it yeah. did Sig make that up yeah yeah I think Sig <laughs> came out with those <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I need to find that that's something I'm definitely like I like uh, generally I like to read at night before I go to bed and I'll put a book up or it's an, I was running an iPod or what iPad and reading books on yeah. that thing but that's made me so I can't sleep that well anymore. Yeah. So now yeah, I'm going to have to go back to paperback books and reading light. that way. And That's what they say, that blue light, blue right, light. is not good for you an mm. hour before sleep. I know. Yeah. I was like, why wouldn't Apple make something that you can do with that stuff? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you got everything else. Put another I, color of light in yeah, there. Yeah, change yeah. this stuff up. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the eye thing. And, you know, we're getting that age now where, you know, financially we can afford to go do more stuff. And you want, to have, you want your eyes to be in there. I had that LASIK surgery done. Did you? And... My eyes yeah. are are brilliant after that, and I, mm-hmm. I I remember waking up after I had done like having nightmares that I'd lose my vision again. <laughs> I was like, take anything, I don't care, but don't <laughs> take my vision. Take all away my from money, me. yeah, I just go. I just yeah. want to see. It's yeah. a it's yeah. Amazing. I got LASIK too after oh, it's probably about ten years ago, but I was at Elk County with my father in law, and we were in the back country of the Frank Church, and I literally I had a bar of soap with me, but it was just the worst thing to do to try to take my contacts in and out mm-hmm. while I'm in a spike camp and he was just sort of like hey you should go get that lasik i got it. it's awesome and it's like i should have done it 10 years before no that okay oh, now when you get the lasik do you have to choose whether you see far or close or do no, they no. do one eye each or how did you guys have it done? well go ahead I, I don't know they gave me and i could see everything like really close that was my vision if we walked like i couldn't see who made that camera i could see a black image there that's how bad my vision was um, and I was like, I want to see what's going on in the next county. So they tweaked it to where, you know, I had 20-plus vision, and it, made, it was great. I could see, like, for the first time in my life, I could go outside and look at what a branch looked like on a tree. <laughs> That's You wild. know, 50, 60 yards away. <laughs> and now it's like I can look at tree branches, you know, three, 400 yards away and, decide, and tell you that, you know, I could see the tree branch there. I could see a 
a bird or that's crazy something running around yeah. in it were yeah i was nearsighted so i wanted to be able to have long distance yeah. you know viewing without having uh optical correction so and i was a baseball player and so when i got back in the plane in my mid-30s my buddies was like oh gosh this is awesome i could see the spin of the ball i couldn't see this 20 years ago yeah. i could have been something <laughs> 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 but uh it's just funny how things evolve like that i mean um yeah, take care of your eyes for sure. I mean, just like kind of like your optics, you know, make sure you're using the best kind of optics quality you can get. And use, use what you can afford. Um, and that just really translates, you know, take well, care I mean, of your eyes. Your eyes make your memories. Yeah, Man, for sure. That's it. And it's funny how uh, we're just all in our own reality that you don't even realize you can't see branches. Like, mm -hmm. that's just normal for you. And yeah. then you get it fixed. You're like, oh, there's a whole world out yeah. there. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. it's, yeah. I like, like, my daughter has to wear contacts and stuff like that. I'm like, you see what that is out there? She's like, no. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> but, you know, we need to go see the eye doctor. It's another $150, dollars Oh, man, those kids there. are expensive. Oh, I know. Yeah. Man. yeah, we're 15 and 19, and, yeah, we've got contacts and glasses yeah. and the whole deal. So, yeah. No, it's just part of life. It's just what no, it is. It is. It is. But, yeah. Well, what else is SIG coming out with? What else can I be excited about? You've, Craig's, um, it's Craig's tough your front to, man now. Tough to have me think about anything else but those image stabilizers now, that new pair you guys are telling me about. Yeah, but yeah. what else you guys got? I don't know. Well, we, we spoke a little bit uh, mostly on our observation stuff uh, right now, but uh, I would say we're, we have a couple of new uh, models of our rifle scopes coming out. So mm -hmm. a refresh a little bit on our tactical side, cut some weight out. Oh, I've got a glass. new tactical rifle. Okay. So, um, yeah, just, just, just improve the uh, optical prescription. We got some of the really most brilliant people working for us engineer wise just for design and mechanical and then optical engineering. So we were able to really redefine and uh, define what we want um, when we go to get these, uh, when we partner to have our, you know, glass manufacturing, our reticles put in and stuff like that. What's the best scope for those rifles then? You guys like red dot, low power that you can zoom in? Or what are what are I guys mean, I going very, with? I think still in the hunting realm, it's still variable zoom scopes. And yep. most of them are probably in that 15 to 18 power range. I uh, think we're starting to see, yeah, yeah. it used to be for but, a while, it's like more power is better. And I think now but, guys are going to these lightweight guns, but lightweight, lightweight scopes. Yeah, like we're talking about, taking weight out of the pack, taking, you know, so a lot of that comes out of the gun and then mm -hmm. it comes out of your hardware. What do you what are you putting onto your rifle? So uh, more compact, lighter scopes, um, just with premium glass. I mean, we got the Whiskey 6 coming out. That's more of our hybrid uh, second focal plane for the hunting-featured guns. And then the, the other tactical one we were talking about with our Tango DMR model, which is going to be a home run. Uh, it's a good mix of what we came out originally with our Tango 4 and our Tango 6 uh, line. Premium class, yeah, premium turret, turret system, yeah. and uh, just another iteration of just making some improvements to where we're at and just taking it the next step up and then also offering that at an affordable price. So They uh, come standard with the turrets. So you can order them that way. Is that how they do it? I mean, we used to have that uh, Sig Blessed turret. We still do a little bit, but now guys no, are just run just a standard run, MRAD or run it MOA with our turret. Or run it with our ballistic data exchange system on the app. Yeah. Uh, you can run it. You can get your your adjustments within the reticle of the rangefinder, as you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so range target, I'm at 350 yards. I need to come up one and a half MOA on that particular caliber I got plugged into it. There's a little bit of wind. Okay, I'll just hold for wind. It's all right there. And then you just turn your, dial your turrets right on your scope and then return them back to zero. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so 
I, he's, he's, you know, Peter's right by saying that. You got technology now that tells you, you know, use our rangefinder, um, our BDX rangefinder, and it actually helps you be better uh, on your rifle. So. Yeah. It's got to take, like, the human air out of it, too. So. You to, and that's practice, right? And that's one thing I think I wish, as a rifle guy, I wish more people would practice with their rifles. You Dude. know, an archery hunter, you know, all the archery hunters is, like, minimum 12 arrows a day. In morning or evening, it doesn't matter what it is. A rifle hunter, I mean, I guide for <laughs> 20, what, 27 years now. I know it's going to come. I've had clients walk up with the same box of ammo they've had with me <laughs> Five years, like, hmm, did you practice here? Oh, no, I don't need to practice this old guns thing. On. Yeah, yeah, guns, guns on. Guns on. Like, yeah, yeah. Last I, time. I'm good to 500 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, right. I see I, guys miss such easy shots with those rifles. And I'm sure guys like, I don't even want to know some of your horror stories oh, and what no. you've seen at emptying guns to try to hit something. Well, that, here's the thing is what, I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, no, help you've yourself. been, uh, you know, you're just, this. you've been in the mountains now for 30 days straight. You're picking up your third set of hunters for the you know, in that segment, you see an animal that is like, oh, I saw this thing two weeks ago. You get them within 200 yards, they pull a gun out, and they hit a tree 100 yards behind it. <laughs> they just lose their mind. And they're like, whoa. It, it's practice, right? Yeah, it's just it's doing something every day. It's like, what? You go, I don't know how you describe well, it. It's like everybody thinks that, that's my biggest gripe as a guide, is, you know, if you're going to go and do a hunt of a lifetime, go Burn 300 rounds of your gun. Yep. You know, it's amazing what you would learn by shooting 10 rounds, taking 10 minutes off, do it again, do it again, you know, and then all of a sudden have variable targets out there. And, you know, not every animal that we shoot is going to be on the bench like we see in what we practice <laughs> yeah. at the range. <laughs> so true. Yeah. It's just working with your rifle. Like yeah. the, the last years that I rifle hunted, I really spent a lot of time getting that rifle dialed in and getting to know my rifle. And you're right. Like you get your rifle's performance done on a bench and then you shouldn't be anywhere near that thing. No, get into real life shooting positions because half the time you tell somebody to get ready for a shot and they can't find a shooting position mm-hmm. out in the mountains. They don't know how to get into a good shooting position no. they don't know well, they how to find, find it animal yeah. yeah oh you can't acquire the animal oh, yeah and then um you know even the like i have my girls when we're going on a hunt we practice at the range we've got to have multiple days we've got to be effective and efficient but i also like the dry fire practice and the dry fire oh, practice huge. is great yeah. just yeah. to run through acquiring a target squeezing on the trigger uh, yeah. And now they have these targets so that you can put on a wall, so like a piece of paper, and they've got like an elk silhouette, mm-hmm. and that elk silhouette's 300 yards. And then they've got another one that's 500 yards and another one that's seven. So you can practice yeah. on these different size targets and get in all these reps steady, yeah. and, and then yeah. go to the range, you know, shoot less ammo. Not that, you yep. know, you need sure. to be shooting. You need to get yep. used to the recoil. You need yep. to know your rifle. Uh, but maybe you could shoot 100 rounds instead of 300 with your dry fire practice and be just as good. Yeah. No, I teach, I work for the academy now, and I'm working with the, the hunting side of it. We have this class called the Modern Hunter. And, in, you know, we, we do, I don't know, five classes a summer here in Wyoming. And um, it's a three-day class, but most people that show up there, are, is right now it's based around kind of a new hunter. And it's like, well, what's, what's your objectives here? I, like, I'd love to shoot something at 200 yards. Like, so the first day we go out there and we teach them how to zero gun. And then, you, you know, you teach them what the meaning of a zero is and, you know, what a bullet does and ballistics and stuff like that. By the end of the classroom, everybody out there is pretty confident out to five, 600 yards. Mm-hmm. And they know, like, and we've, it's, 
it's not just sitting on a bench. It's laying prone. It's laying on a rock. It's laying on a rock. It's shooting mm -hmm. on a tripod. Yeah. It's shooting, yep. standing supported. And it's amazing how much those people go from their comfort level being 150 yards out to like, if you can lay $500 on a table, they're going to take your money at 600 yards now. It feels good. And that's where, I mean, picture this. You're going on a $10,000 deer hunt or a $95,000 sheep hunt, and you blew a shot. Oh, my gosh. Who are you, who are you going to blame? I've had guys look at me like, can't blame you. I oh messed my. up. Oh, my gosh. I I mean, we've all missed shots. I yeah. know what that feels like, but to do it uh, with such high consequences, and then your whole team's counting on you as well. Yeah. But, yeah, these guys um, uh, go on these hunts, and they'll run 20 rounds through their rifle. I just don't get it. It, it. it is tough to be a good shot with a rifle. Now, once you got it dialed in, once you got your buck fever under yep. control, once you can execute a shot and you know what the correct execution are, you are deadly in the mountains. Yeah. But it does take a while to get there. It's, yeah, it's not, not an automatic, and you have to work at it. And then it's too it's something that you know you like uh you've shot so many rounds in your life you're a good shot it's like riding a bike but i bet you still have to go out and work at that range and make sure that you're dialed oh, in yeah, to make sure it. that yeah. you're gonna hit what you're aiming at yeah i mean it's like do you think a, a heart surgeon goes um and <laughs> grabs his scalpel once a year and starts working on somebody <laughs> <laughs> well that's why professional athletes have you know training camp too because yeah. they got to get tooled back up and they don't just you know play games during the season they keep practicing so no. it's like repetition that's Man. the biggest thing is like as a, a guide telling my client in the future whoever's coming to hunt with me or any other guy in america or anywhere in the world Right now, this when's this podcast aired? Next couple month? weeks. Yeah. yeah, now's your time. Mm -hmm. This is when you start getting ready for your hunt. The off season. Yeah, yeah. this is where you improve your skill set yeah. to go into these hunts and and give yourself a chance at success. Yeah. yeah, I always say it. It's not the tag you draw. It's not getting lucky. It's building these skill sets and showing up in these units and these different habitats, different species, and being undeniable. Being in good physical yeah. shape. Being able to turn up game. Being able to stalk in close. Being able to execute shots. Yeah, that uh, you're exactly spot on, yeah, and that's what it is. Confidence in yourself. Like oh, I mean, I can see an animal now and i have my limits i know like okay that's past it but that's not you know i know that within x amount of area this it's a done deal it's dead there's nothing in this world other than an earthquake or a strike of a hand of god that <laughs> i'm gonna miss this animal <laughs> right now you know but yeah. it goes the same with like i don't know you can't go on to a hunt and the week before start doing a workout program right <laughs> no yeah, you yeah. know everybody's kind of doing. This. I mean, we're in an era, era now, especially at this show. You look around half these people right here. I bet you, nine percent of these people are doing some sort of exercise program mm -hmm. every day, and that's the best thing you can do. I mean, mm -hmm. and ten years ago, ninety percent weren't were not. No, it wasn't no. that yeah. way. I remember having clients come back to me two years later, like, "Oh my god, I can't tell you, I, you know, that was a hard hunt, and I almost died." And they come back, like, "I got done with that hunt and." went to a gym, hired a personal trainer, or did whatever. Like, we, we don't know where we'd be right now if yeah. we would have kept on that platform that we were going. Mm -hmm. So, I mean. Yeah, it just change, changes their discipline, yeah. really. Yeah. And, and they had such enjoyment out of it. So, mm -hmm. it's like, it's just the correct life correction. So, so like, yeah, I need to make a change because if I want to go do that again, yeah, you know, I or need you, to. You enjoy it so yeah. much more, too. It, 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 it makes it so it's not miserable, you know. Mm -hmm. You're like, hey, that was... That didn't hurt today. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. can do this tomorrow. Yeah. Like, how many clients I've had and we've had with buddies are like, 
after a first day of a good pull on a mountain trail or something like that, they're gassed for the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I'm sorry, I can't do it. Like, you've had, we've known about this hunt for eight months. Mm-hmm. You just, you're blown in one day. How do you, <laughs> well, how do you and feel I, right now? And until you've experienced it, you might be watching stuff on the TV and you know, and saying or, or reading hunting articles and saying, "Oh, I want to do that too." It's like, well, it's you're not just driving right up the animal in most cases. Yeah. Um, you know, unless you're going to a high you know, high fence lodge and all that, and it's like, okay, there's the one. Let's go get it. Some guys but, get that lucky. I never have. But. Yeah, you just have to realize that there's some, you know, effort that's going to be involved with this. It's going to be miserable at times. It can be. Nine times out of ten, um, there's something going to be like, oh, if my you God, be succe- the, the ones out there that want to be successful, whether you're hunting for antler or meat or whatever, it's like you, you definitely got to be disciplined and, be eff- you know, put the effort out. And, you know, some people just want to have a camp. They mm-hmm. just want to go out mm-hmm. and and – you know, maybe go see a deer or two. They don't have any attention to shooting one. Uh, they just want to get together with their buddies. So yeah. and that's cool, too. Mm-hmm. But set up the ex- expectation of what do you want to get out of your hunt before you go into it. Mm-hmm. Whether you're in shape, out of shape, never hunted, hunted 30, 40 years. N- what kind of animal do you want to shoot, you know? Yeah. That you know, way I mean, you're you're ready from the get-go. If you're doing a guide hunt nine times out of ten, your guide's going to be ready for it. Do you want to keep up with them? Do you want to do what? You're paying him to do, then do it. Mm-hmm. You know, get in shape, shoot your gun. Yeah, shoot your gun. That's it. Shoot your gun. Yeah, just practice your shooting position. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, twenty for thirty bucks. You know, that's a steak dinner. Yeah. Or, well, not anymore. <laughs> 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 you know, just go. I don't know. What What are you What are you trying to get out of a hunt, Brian? I know that you don't sh- always shoot a bigger buck or a bigger elk. Or a have you bigger seen bear every other year? You know, <laughs> I mean, you have expectations, but yeah. what is your whole mindset when you're out probably hunting solo i mean part of his escape i'm sure from mm-hmm. reality and mm-hmm. just real world but mm-hmm. speak a little bit about where you're coming from man i mean um hunting for me uh means so many different things but uh hunting for me is such a passion like i i love it uh i love the entire process i love training for it i love preparing for it uh i love uh, the physical and mental challenge. I love having something that'll push me to my limits uh, and sometimes even beyond. Yeah. Uh, I love the, the challenge of it, like the creative thinking to be able to problem solve, to be able to get in close. I love the intense amount of adrenaline I get, like when I get a stock. And probably the funnest thing for me on a hunt is getting into them. You know, and I look for a mature animal, so I look for age class. And my expectations... Uh, they differ depending on where I'm hunting and and what my opportunity is going to be. Like I know if I'm going to eastern Montana, I'm not looking for a 210-inch buck. I'm looking for a 160-inch prairie buck that's five years old that has heavy dark horns, and that thing will get me so excited. I'll chase that till the day I die. But if I'm going to a place, you know, like Colorado – uh, that grows those big bucks. Well, I've arrowed enough bucks, and in that place, you know, I'm probably looking for a 180, 190 inch mule deer. And if I can turn up a world class yeah. animal, that's what I set my sights on. Then it's that or nothing. If I can find a, a 200 inch deer, it's like, this is my hunt. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give it my absolute all. And if I don't kill him, I'll go home happy. But uh, I've really tried to be. Uh, present in the moment and just enjoy the entire experience. And I've killed enough animals to where it's not 
uh, I don't put this pressure on myself. It's more about the adventure and the experience, the the opportunity, and then the challenge of it. And then when it comes together, it feels like I climb Mount Everest, and then I just start all over again and want to go do it again. You know, this is like uh, yeah. I remember having those feelings like you're in the moment, like God, this is horrible right now. You know, it's snowing, sleeting, raining. You've got a mountain to climb on. It's slick. The boots cake to your boots, or the mud's cake to your boots. Then it's done. Mm-hmm. And you like, what that bad, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. We don't remember all the pain. So yeah. that misery. And it is a type two fun. Like, oh, uh, yeah. But, you know, you think about, like, riding a roller coaster. Riding a roller coaster is fun. But you don't go home and remember that ride for weeks or for months or talk about yeah. it with your no. buddies. But you go on a hunt. You go grind with a buddy. And all of a sudden, you've got downpour adverse weather conditions you're doing mile after mile can't find game but it comes together or it doesn't like you it's like this meaningful experience that you go home and pretty soon like when you're there you're almost like god just get this over with or you know it's like uh this is uh uh, so tough or so painful i'd love to arrow an animal but you come home and that's the only thing you can think about is getting back on that adventure going back to that place or back on another one you know it's wild yeah i mean well, yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that uh, it gets you every time. Yeah. Or if you could just turn back those five minutes. Ooh, sometimes <laughs> there's those. Yeah, How about yeah. that button? Yeah. Huh? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's funny. I'll, I'll come home after uh, Idaho elk hunt or something. My wife would be like, another year you didn't get one? I was like, no, but, you know, Peter got one. Okay. It's like, you should have seen the smile on Peter's face. It's, you know, it's awesome it's just the experience and like you're talking about just the passion being around like-minded people and just those memories i think that's what it's all about if you can't cherish a memory of being on the outdoors and achieving something of filling your tag and you know putting meat in in the freezer and just having the camaraderie being with people it's just like if you don't have that memory it's like you don't cherish that memory i'd almost would challenge the person like why are you doing it yeah i agree because that's what it's all about spot on yeah Yeah, it's um that camaraderie that you mentioned that's so fun like when you guys go on a hunt like i never laugh so hard as when i go with a buddy on a hunt and that dark humor that comes out when you can't find animals or when you're (laughs) in a bad situation yeah Yeah, Yeah, i mean sure it is hilarious now that is pure fun like it's bonnie like you can't even describe yeah it it is and then it's um it's a a tighter bond it's like different than going Mm -hmm. out and having a beer like you guys went through something together so you know those are the only friends i really keep in touch with like i I fall out of touch with everybody unless we hunt or fish together you know because it's something we both both love to do but you build these tighter uh friendships and these greater friendships and you do pull for your friend's success as much as your own and when you get to see like sometimes i enjoy seeing a friend be successful more than i do myself you know just to see how hard they work for it and the joy on their face and it's like you know to me you know maybe it's just another deer i arrowed but to him this is this huge deal like this is great i'm so glad you got the stock and arrowed this animal i was here to share it with you and pack it out you know that's the thing you know you get into an animal that you you know you get a couple of your buddies together and you go down and when you start breaking that thing apart and just the mood like it changes everything and then you know you've got a miserable pack up out in down wherever it is but it's fun you know it It is fun it hurts everybody's joking everybody's complaining how much 
you know, every foot hurts, but then they can't wait for the beer on the top of the hill or at the bottom of the area when you get back in, when everybody can just sit down, breathe again, and laugh about it, you know, and there's just that euphoric moment that comes from that stuff. It's the best. Yeah. Which a lot Good. of people don't get to ever see, you know. It. Yeah, yeah, we're the lucky ones. It is. Yeah. You're not wrong. To find something we love to do or to find passion, we're yeah. the lucky yeah. ones. Yeah, I like the way you put that passion. And you can you can do a lot of things if you have that desire in your heart, mm-hmm. you know. And well, yeah. and it translates too yeah. to go through like uh, human growth takes place under these tough conditions. Like that's where you grow as a person is uh, when you're challenged like that. But then you can take and translate that into your business life. You can translate yeah. that into your family life. Like it makes you want to be a better person. It shows you the path, and then you can apply it to yeah. other things. Yeah, well, like it's you know as crappy as it be, it's not the end of the world. Mm-mm. You're not gonna not go home. I mean, you're gonna get there somewhere. It's, not the it's end gonna of the world. you're gonna get to your destination. You know, yeah. it's gonna be fun. There'll be a memory. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you guys had that hunt in Idaho this year, where there's six of you packing this bull out of freaking hell and gone. It was not a long pack, but it was a miserable short distance for three hours. <laughs> Wow. It was, oh, was it out of a hole? It was blow down. It was <laughs> two or three <laughs> creek po- It was, I don't, I don't even know how to explain how we could even get into that many creek bottoms, but it happened <laughs> just to get to where we can go up. Yeah. I was in there um, in the hunt, but I was like, we have a text thread with like these eight guys and the, the, Stuff that came out of that text, right? <laughs> like you're talking <laughs> about the dark humor, the banter. Oh God, <laughs> that is the funniest stuff. Oh, it? it's just. Really I have a I have a term for when we're having copious fa- amounts of fun, and I won't say it on the on the <laughs> podcast. But uh, that that is something that's come out now. of as far as just the the fun of hunting with people, like you're talking about, like just having those good memories, and you know, just it's gonna suck, but embrace it, mm-hmm. yeah. and. Uh, you know. You're there together with, especially if you got a good crew of guys, man. It just it makes it so it's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. Man, it's spot on. Yeah. Well, you guys are the best, man. Building great glass. Uh, so impressed. Pistols are doing good too, huh? Yeah, that's those things just sell themselves. Yeah, they're just great stuff. High quality, repeatability, mm-hmm. just built upon the na- brand name. It's mm-hmm. just they're yeah do really well. Yeah. Glass is killing it. Yeah. Can't wait for those image stabilizers. Man, oh, that's boy. great. Yeah, they're out. And it's it's still fun to watch. It's like watch somebody have a baby all of a sudden real quick. It is. When they throw that thing up there, I was like, what in the hell is this? It is. I can hand him to a buddy that's hunted for 20 years and blow his mind. I'm like, hey, check out these. Yeah, just flip that switch on the top, and all of a sudden it's stable. He'll look at me like I grew a third eye. You know, it's like, <laughs> know. It's like what are these things? You yeah. know? Yeah, it's crazy. I, 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 as many as you guys sold, as popular as they are, I can't believe they're not more popular. I can't believe, you know, it's not, not like the only thing you guys – I mean, you guys just build great products, but those things are just unreal. And I think they're just going to continue to grow. Yeah, definitely. 100%. It's – yeah, That's everything awesome everything's object. been great. Uh, you know, just partnerships like with you guys with Eastman's <laughs> and moving product that way, just from the media uh, standpoint, and just real life referrals like we're talking mm-hmm. about. I mean, it's just a fun time to be doing what we're doing. Um, yeah, and just enjoying it with with people in the community. So, well, thanks so we much. Appreciate guys. you. Yeah, oh, appreciate. Oh, man, it. I appreciate really you appreciate us. you. Yep. Good visit. Yeah. Good yep. visit. All right, thanks, guys. All right, guys. That's a wrap. Thanks, Peter and Craig, again. Um, hilarious guys. Super knowledgeable. Man, I'm so excited about these Zulu 6s, man. These things are amazing. 
they've got their high-end glass in them. I swear they've improved the image stabilization in them. Um, not that anything was wrong with the old pair. They just seem to be more locked in and no shake or jitter to them. Um, so, man, they're they're amazing. I'm going to get them out this week, going to start bear hunting here pretty hard as the grass is starting to turn and it's starting to get good. So as much as I can with everything I have going on. But um, yeah, excited to get after some bears here. So uh, be out later this week looking for those things and um, testing out these new optics. I'm also super excited. They're going to have a pair of uh, 20s and a pair of 10s. And I'm not sure what I'm going to use. Like this 12 by pair has got me pretty sold because it's a 12 by 42 where the old pair was a 10 by 30. So I'm going to get more field of view and um, also going to get a little bit more magnification. And the things are so crisp and so clear. So I'm pretty stoked on those things right now. We'll see what the 10s look like. And then also can't wait to get my hands on those 20s. So check out everything Six Hours doing. Again, that rangefinder is that Kilo 5K. That thing's amazing. And uh, um, scopes and spotting scopes and uh, uh, everything they offer over there. Standard binos are killer too. The 15 by 56 is tripod tripoded up or just money um, so check those out and uh, yeah we appreciate their support also check out silencer central again that banished backcountry is the one i'll be going with and setting up on my rifle and i'll let you guys know but yeah you're just going to get reduced recoil uh reduced so sound and noise out of it so um it ought to be pretty cool i'm excited to use it and also want to thank Black Ovis. Again, that promo code is Elevated10. That'll save you 10% off. And then we also uh, have Camo Fire. You can save a bunch of money by downloading their app and looking for these hunting deals that come up every 24 hours. With that over at Eastman's, again, make sure to check out that Mule Deer course. Uh, uh, so much information. It's everything I know about hunting Mule Deer A to Z. So really proud how it came out. It's a video format, over 100 videos. Take you over eight hours to go through the course. So much information in there. It's sure to cut your learning curve no matter what your experience level. You can put in the promo code BRIANMDC and save 10% on that. Eastman's Tag Hub, put in the promo code BRIAN. And um, that'll get you a free subscription to Mountain Tough Fitness. And that's a wrap for this week. Uh, yeah, going to get after these bears here. Man, I've just been busy. Um, weekends have been tied up, chores and things of that nature, trying to get some, um, trying to get yard put in at this house here. And then just tackling a few items here and there and softball games. And um, yeah, it's just been busy around here, but definitely looking forward to getting to the mountains and chasing some bears. So going to get some days this week to get after them. The grass is finally looking right. Snow melt's finally there. Man, it's been a late spring. But uh, nice to finally be getting some warm weather here. So, uh, yeah, going to get after those bears. I'm not sure. May have a, my buddy Dan down. Dylan may run down. Dylan tagged out on a bear. He arrowed a good one a week or two ago. So good on him. And then, um, But he's going to help us out and uh, do some glassing and some hanging out. So it should be fun. Going to definitely try to get both of those guys on the podcast whether it's separately or together would be a really fun one. So we'll do a late evening after a bear hunt and get on and record that. And uh, yeah, we'll just um, keep on rolling with this thing. Uh, be on the lookout for that new podcast with Dan and Picard and I. It'll be on a different feed, but we'll put out one every couple weeks and be able to dive a little bit more in-depth into bow hunting. So super stoked about that. When I release it, I'll release three episodes and then put it on my social media and let you guys know on here as well. So um 
with that, that's the podcast. Check in with you guys next week.